You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back. It's your host, Danica. And Riley. And yeah, we've had a very busy start to our month. We have, actually. Girl, it feels like this month's been a year long. (laughs) September has been prosperous. You had killers. I mean, I've had a good one, too, but you've been just fucking killing it. Men are just throwing themselves. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because I'm, like, working on my depression or what it is, but I just, like, feel better, and I feel like that's returning tenfold. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um, so remember, everybody, take your mitts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know your personality is okay, but I definitely think you, you know, your hair, your body, your smiles, I think that's really what's pulling fuckers into you. Keep going. (laughs) Tell me more. Uh, The accent, I think, is always a fucking win. I really have to start faking one. (laughs) But I've been, I have had the same body my entire life. (laughs) And men did not like me. (laughs) And I've had the same accent, I've had the, like, the same here now for almost a year since the beginning of the year and I feel like it's really just been this month that it has changed for me I guess Mm. so I don't know what it is but I think also like even when I'm working with you like you a walk and dance with a lot more confidence than I've like ever seen you do and you are much more comfortable uh, approaching people and like selling and like your lines are like are getting getting a lot stronger and thank you I'm very fun I've gotten some good jokes in <laughs> recently uh-huh. <laughs> I've created a monster <laughs> um, but no I I think that's because I've been working on my mental health like yeah. I think those things are symptoms of not being as depressed of course a hundred percent and like. No, mental health is a huge thing, and just, like, your mental well-being. Like, when I am stressed or when I am just burning out from work, you can fucking tell the short temper I have with clients. Or I'm like, you want to fucking dance or not, you fucking goof. (laughs) You're like, Danica. That's why I'm selling in the moment. Yeah, that's why I'm taking taking a step back, because I will cut a bitch. (laughs) No, yeah, you've been you've been doing very good. It's been a very good month. Yes. Um, what? Um, well, I guess first off, you also. I guess your brows are just you know maybe it's maybe the brows. brows <laughs> you got your microblading. How was that? I did. Um, it was good. I'm very. I was honestly a little terrified of them day one and two. Uh, because they come they in are, real dark. Yeah, yeah. they they're darker. They're thicker. And they just they're definitely more intense. Like obviously, when you first get a tattoo. Um, but the process was really chill. Like I fell asleep while she was tattooing my eyebrows. Yeah. She's awesome. And she's very, very yeah. talented. Like yeah. I think the shape is great on you now that they've, um, calmed down a bit. They're not as dark and <laughs> dark and crazy. Yeah. Uh, I went yeah. for like a, I wanted to go for more of like a natural fluffy look mm-hmm. as well. So they're a little itchy at the moment because I got oh, yeah, them done, uh, like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of going through the peeling like stage. The process, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went to, um, Arch and Point, uh, Carolina, Carolina. um, and she was lovely. So yeah, on Instagram, Arch and Point, I recommend her highly. Yeah. And she's a really nice person. Like I've done my brows probably, I think like four or five times for like touch-ups and that. And we're always, you know, listening to podcasts and, and 
catching up each other and gossiping and yeah, I just generally enjoy her company, even though she's, you know, cutting small slits into my brow line. <laughs> Would you find it painful? I mean, she does a really good job with making sure that it's numbed. Yeah, she has a better numbing cream now. I remember last time I went, she was like, I've, you know, upgraded the numbing cream. So the last time was as bad. The first time, I think I said this before, the first time I ever got my brows done, the person didn't use any numbing cream. Oof. Yeah, that, uh, and like I have high pain tolerance. I've had nipple rings ripped out. I've had, you know, a lot of fights and, uh. Yeah, the, the the hours of someone just etching little cuts into your brow line, uh, it was a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a lot. <laughs> I have fallen asleep for the past, like, three tattoos I've gotten. Yeah, no, tattoos, tattoos, I, tattoos yeah. are so different. Like, my, even my ribs and that, like, I found my tattoos didn't hurt at all. I kind of almost like the feeling. It's that vibrating uh, vibration of the gun, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, isn't as bad. But then just the idea of like a slow cut across your very thin uh, brow line. Like yeah. if you've ever gotten a fight, your brow like bleeds so easy when you, and it breaks open. Like, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, two of the tattoos that I fell asleep on was stick and poke. So it wasn't, mm. I didn't have the vibrating of the gun. Um, and one was on like my inner lower bicep and one was on my back. So yeah, I just, I, maybe I'm just a sleepy person. Maybe you're just. You have low iron. <laughs> Honestly, I'm getting a blunt test actually, so I'll, I'll, I'll post back. <laughs> oh my god, we can be little like um, anemic buddies. <laughs> I love that for us. <laughs> Adorbs. Uh, yeah, I got my micro needling done this last week, which was great. Um, there's something called skin purging, and it happens. Um, it's kind of like your body just like flushing stuff out, and it happened when I used to do my. Fraxel IPL lasering as well. Mm-hmm. You, you know, feel great post, uh, you know, appointment. Your skin's all nice and red and puffy, and you're like, ooh, I feel so tight because of the puffiness. And then you wake up in the morning and you have like a million whiteheads on your face, and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's just your skin purging. It's like a natural reaction for a lot of people, and it's supposed to be a good sign. But yeah, so I typically, when I have like a facial or anything like that, I take, I plan to take off like two, three days after because I know your skin typically reacts. So yeah, I went and got it done. There's literally no pain. You couldn't feel anything. I had really great discussion with the, with a nurse doing it. And then yeah, woke up to face not looking so sexy, took a few days off and we're back in the game. So (laughs) yeah, I I mean, I plan to do it every you're supposed to do every four to six weeks, approximately four times. So I have my next one coming up in like five weeks and yeah. So uh, how have you found it compared to your, the Fraxel? Um, they do target different things in a different way. Um, you know, I asked the nurse if she recommended, um, a certain lasering kind of thing or, or what. And she said that, Microneedling is definitely the best. Plus, the downtime is so much less. Mm-hmm. Like when you get your fraxolates for me, like I, it's like a week, isn't it? Yeah, like I look a certain way for <laughs> several days, and and the pain is a lot worse for fraxol. I feel like you have a really really bad sunburn on your face, and then you once that redness and soreness is gone, then you start looking like you have like alligator skin on your face, and then that peels off. It's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had the. The same when I got my halo done. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like, yeah, it was it was dry and peeling and very gross. So I yeah. took some time off as well. well um, do you remember last time I got my laser, um, we did a photo shoot like a several days after. And I was like, why 
was this decision made? Like, this is terrible. Literally, I got my eyebrows done on a Friday. Oh, yeah, that's... It's a bold move. It was dumb. But luckily, I because I had my eyebrows and my eyelashes done, um, and we have to wear masks at work, I didn't really have to wear any makeup, which was nice. So I yeah. wasn't, like, touching the area or anything. Yeah, like, that's, like, when I went back to work, I was wearing a mask as well, and... Um, I could like cover where some of the breakout was, which yeah. was nice. I didn't have to put makeup on because I don't. I don't usually use much face makeup, anyways. Um, so that was nice, kind of give my give my skin a break there. And then also remember that guy that was like mad about you know, wearing mask at that at that gig. You're like, why are you wearing your mask? It's like, I don't know. Why are you wearing a hat? Fuck off! Like, I was like, go away. Uh, men are very, men in particular, but like I feel people get really offended when you have a mask on. And for me, it's not that I give a fuck about vaccine, not vaccine, anything like that. It's literally just because I didn't want to put face makeup on that day. And I yeah. had a breakout from the... <laughs> like, that was literally... It wasn't a political statement. It was literally just I didn't care to cover up my breakout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like a private gig. I would feel a little bit weird if I had hired someone and they wouldn't take their mask off inside a house. Really? Yeah. I feel like he was just kind of a fucking cunt anyway. Absolutely, so. absolutely, which is why I was just like... <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'd be like, take your fucking hat off. You're inside. Yeah. It's rude. <laughs> We're going to do, like, actual, like, proper protocol. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, though, I do feel like the mask thing, people take it personally. I think people just, like, love to have a fight over it. Like, they love the political yeah. statement. They think, like, yeah, if you're wearing mean. a mask, then you're, like, some woohoo, like, you know pro-vaxxer stealing everyone's rights you know in the middle of the night like <laughs> yeah and to be fair like the mask that you were wearing it didn't have like a cotton piece no it's a uh, super beautiful like you jewel can see mask a smile you can, like, throw yeah, you can yeah. see and then he said that i like took my like mask down and i was like hey i actually paid a lot of money to have a really nice smile so don't worry i don't have like fucked up teeth that's what you're worried about yeah. like yeah it was bizarre um but the, that whole fucking gig was bizarre yeah that was that was wild it's yeah weird weird a, people a story for another time perhaps. a story i don't even want to relive it right now <laughs> men are weird <laughs> but yeah so back to the microneedling Something I actually spoke with my mom recently about, I went and got um, a massage from an RMT and my mommy were discussing about tipping and she was like, you know, you're not supposed to tip RMTs, they're, you know, professionals, um, it's a medical thing, blah, blah, blah. Do I still tip? Yes, I tipped her. <laughs> I think I was like, I tipped her like $75 on $125, <laughs> like something I'm noxious. Because <laughs> I always over tip and I feel awkward if I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, also, more like you touch my body, so here, <laughs> take my money. Take it. <laughs> but it's it, it prompts a really good question of like, when do you tip? You know, are there certain services where you tip? Does it matter who the provider is? Does it matter the location? So I put it out there on the Instagram to get people's take on. The tipping, especially with regards to microneedling. So I, my original post was, do you tip on microneedling done by a nurse? And the results really were everywhere. There is smorgasbord of responses. What is, what's your take on, on tipping regarding microneedling or other services? Um, based on my experience of like getting those types of procedures done, None of my, um, none of my ladies who have done any of my injectables or anything like that have accepted tips. Um, and then when I went to get my 
uh, like cos cosmetics, um, procedures, my halo, everything like that, they didn't even have a tipping option when I paid with card. They did, like they just run the card through that's on my account. Right. So, um, I would say from that perspective, no. Yeah. Also, if it's done by a nurse, then do you tip when you go get your antidepressants? Yeah. I, but, you know, I, I'm also the worst person to ask because this is tipping culture. It still baffles me. Um, I obviously, I tip well because I live on tips. Um, but especially when it comes to the service industry, as an outsider, when I first got here, I, it, I found it really difficult to understand that you as a customer responsible are responsible for, for paying the wage of the workers of these usually big corporations, corporations. Yeah. like just pay your fucking staff yeah 100 percent. so a lot of the responses were yeah a lot of them were in favor of tipping some of them were no some of them were determined by who the provider was or, or where the location was so one person wrote in i'm a licensed esthetician in ga in a med spa we do laser chemical peels microneedling and more a big part of our income is reliant on tips Someone else said, in general, I guess I'm like, if it's a medical service, then no, I don't tip. But like an esthetician giving me a chemical peel versus a dermatologist, I would tip the former, not the latter. So I think that's kind of the idea of you're saying, you know, do you tip on? But does that break it down to places where your employee actually pays you? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. in, in which case brings it down to like, well, why doesn't your employer just pay the staff better? Right. Another person said, sex workers are conditioned into tipping. There's a belief that you won't get the best treatment if you don't tip. It stems from floor guys expecting tips from intros to, for intros to customers or wanting a song from the DJ. When you make a livable wage as a medical professional, tips might be, at, be accepted as a little bit insulting or a bribe, just my two cents. So I think that definitely, like, we as sex workers or we as service providers, even, like, you know, when I used to serve and stuff we are definitely more inclined to give out tips because we know, you know, the feeling of not getting a tip and the feeling of getting a really good one, mm -hmm. I think. And I would just like to, like, make it clear, like, yeah, I mean, I think that everyone should pay their uh, staff better, especially when it comes to servers, um, because they are doing a hell of a lot more and they are dealing with a hell of a lot more than they're being paid for. Um, but, like, yeah, when it comes to independent contractors like because obviously that's what we are in a strip club and we live off tips but we can't charge what we want to because mm -hmm. it's we regulated yeah. yeah yeah um so is that the case for some yeah i don't know it's it's very confusing for me there is no rule to it Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another response was, I used to work for a doctor who did injectables. If it's a doctor, I wouldn't tip. They make bank off injectables. If it was a medical esthetician or a nurse doing a medically directed facial, I would tip. Another person said, I feel like since it's usually done in a med spa kind of space, it's kind to tip because there's still an environment ambiance, high-end service vibe that, is, that takes effort and thoughtfulness. Another one said, usually if it's medical, they aren't allowed to receive tips. That's what I was told by my laser therapy. Another one, if it offers the option on the machine, I tip, like you said. Um, another person said, I tip everyone. We work for tips, so I like to spread the love around. Yeah. No, I agree. And, uh, yeah, I, if, if given the option, like, I mean, you know, I didn't because they wouldn't accept it or they just run the card or whatever, then I always tip. But yeah. I, as someone who, I mean, I think even, even people who grew up in a tipping culture 
it's not very clear about if you should or if you shouldn't tip. And then actually when I went home in 2019, like tipping culture is not a thing in New Zealand. Like mm. you just don't do it. Um, you don't really have the option to and nothing like that. But when I went home, I uh, took my family out for uh, dinner and I noticed that they actually had like a tip option when you paid with your card, which is new and, and not very normal for New Zealand. So I don't know if, I don't know what's happening there either. Yeah, it, it seems very um, polarizing if you tip or not because the, the responses I got were, of course, tip always, fuck no, like I don't tip at all. Um, were these from medical people doing services? Like, are those, is that who we should be asking? Yeah, right. So I went and I asked my microneedling nurse after she did the procedure when I was paying, I said, you know, don't mean to make you uncomfortable, but is it customary to tip? Like, do you most well tip? And she said... Uh, no, she's like, I'm a medical professional. Don't tip me. Um, she said, you know, you, you can tip if you're going to a spa and getting like a, a nice facial done, like mm-hmm. a relaxing facial, but something that makes in the way she said it was something that makes you feel good. You can tip on, but something that's like not making you feel good. And it's for like a medical reason. Um, then I don't think you should tip. And, I, and then she even said, she's like, what are you tipping me for? Like, what would you be tipping me for? And I was like, your time. And she's like. No. And then I I actually did... Sorry, just uh, to expand on that point. But then, so you tip on injectables then? and But then also like microneedling. Is it really a medical thing? Right. Or is it to make you feel good? So yeah, that's just what she said. And then yeah. also she said, yeah, you don't, you shouldn't be injecting on Botox, injectables, all that stuff. Interesting. You should yeah. be and, and I've got... Should not. Yeah. And I've been to several different places for Botox and every time they say they don't accept tips. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like the, the one girl was right when she was saying, you know, they're making bank off it. Like, you know, the, they are, they are. The, um, what do you call it? Not inflation. Or something as a price and then you up the price to sell it. Uh, Markup. Yeah. The markup is, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's why she was like, you know, they're making very good money on it. You don't need to. You don't need to, to tip on it. And but, then... Uh, yeah. And I guess that kind of maybe... Um, but then I would think that you would tip people employed at a place because they're not making that money on injectables, the businesses. Right. So the original question was, do you tip money for microneedling done by a nurse? To that, 47% said, yes, they tip. 53% said, no, you don't tip. It's medical. And then I posted... From Google, I had put in, you know, do you tip on microneedling? And the response was, gratuity cannot be accepted on services such as injectables, laser treatments, medical level microneedling, platelet-rich uh, plasma treatments, and laser hair reduction. And then I said, you know, according to Google, you don't tip. Your thoughts? And then 33% said they would tip, and the 67% said they don't tip. And then, which I found very interesting, I said... Um, the person doing the procedure does it out of their own location or their home. Does this change your thoughts? And then 75% said they do tip. 25% said you don't tip. But then they're making the money on the markup for injectables. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I shared with my microneedling nurse the results after I asked her. And she was actually really shocked about the percentage of us that would tip. And, and then I explained to her, you know, a lot of our job is you know, surviving on tips. So I think that contributes to our generous nature. But we are both really shocked about that people thought it was more 
expected to tip when people are working out of their own location because I would be less inclined to tip someone working out of their own location because they are taking a lot more of the proceeds. Like, a lot more of the income is going right to their pocket. Yeah. And also, too, if they're out of their own home, they're not even renting a space. So they really don't have that overhead. And they don't have... Uh, they're not regulated on how much they can be charging for it. Like, if you're renowned for doing really nice lips, then as long as people are going to pay your price for it, you can charge your price for it. Whereas, like, strippers or people who work um, under another business can only charge so much. Like, that. that is regulated. So I do agree that I it makes sense to tip when someone is employed rather than... Uh, doing it out of their home, but then just pay your workers, right? (laughs) And here we go, in a circle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's something I I spoke to one of the people who wrote in. I said, you know, something I've noticed is that tipping is expected at more and more places, I feel like, every year. Like, there's one at Subway, every coffee shop you go to, every, like, you know, even if it's a place where you literally pick the thing off the counter and just go go to the counter and pay it, there's still, like, a tip option or a tip, and it's like... Wait, what am I tipping for? Yeah, just like, pay your employees. Yeah, employees if they have to be livable wages, and that's the issue. Like, I, you didn't. For me, tipping should be because someone served you in some way. Yeah. And you're tipping because of the service. Um, but yeah, I thought it was very interesting. People seemed very, um, very, you know, confused on when we should tip. It seemed like there was really no uh, rhyme or reason, to be honest. Yeah. I kind of used to do it, like, and this is not a hard and fast rule, but when I was learning, like, where to tip, I kind of did it based on, like, um, talent, like, artistic talent, almost, or if I didn't want to do something myself, if that makes sense. So, like, I would always tip on my nails because, yeah, I could paint them myself, but I don't want to and I'm not good at it, or I could do my, I could cut my own hair, but I don't want to and I'm not good at it. Like, I kind of used to do it like that, but it's, yeah, it's not always a... Hot and fast roll. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have opinions on tipping and you want to get get them into us, just email 50plustip at gmail.com or slide to the DMs on Instagram at 50plusatip. I'm also going to post a poll as well regarding tipping in the strip club and how you guys look at that and how you guys mm-hmm. get tips from clients. So I think that um, will be interesting as well, gearing it towards our professions and how, and how tipping um, is impacted or or such in that in that regard. So definitely look out for that poll. We want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Speaking of work, how's anything else going on with work for you? No, nothing more than we've talked about. We have some funny stories actually to share, and you're going to be reminded of them now because oh. you're going to. Have I blocked them out mentally? Yes. The singing man. <gasps> <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about Oh, this. no. We had a lovely gentleman who spent some time with us uh, at a party, and he was quite the character. Yes. A lot of character. <laughs> he was very lovely. <laughs> um, and he, you know, was very... Lovely. (laughs) Very lovely. Very much enjoying his evening. Very energetic. Sporadic, one could say. Yeah, very sporadic. And (laughs) we, you know, sometimes, and they're usually my favorite times, is when you get a client who, or a guy at a party or whatever you want to call them, 
and they want to spend X amount of time with you and you just end up hanging out in a room being so fucking goofy, just, you know, just going above and beyond being so extra, just like getting on their level, you know, yeah. uh, feeding off their energy. So you and I were doing like the running man. We were doing like, yeah. you know, the worm. Like So this guy was like <laughs> legit chasing us around the room. Yeah. In like not a rapey way, like, Literally. you know, like a fun, like let's play tag kind yeah. of way. It was, it was actually really funny. And like at first it was so, we like dodged him as a joke. Like he went to like touch our hand and I was like, whoop. And I like dodged him and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. And he's like, I'm doing it. <laughs> And he proceeded to, like, chase us, like, a child chasing <laughs> in tag. It was so yeah. funny. And we were just dancing around. We were having such a good time. Yeah, I was doing, like, the can-can. We were, like... yeah, we were killing the can-can. <laughs> uh, the worm maybe busted out a few times. Uh, and then he... We were so lucky to be stowed the knowledge by him that he was a really gifted singer. And that was really cool to know. <laughs> And boy, that did he, he thought show that. us. <laughs> and then he proceeded to sing, and Riley really kills the rendition of it. No way. <laughs> no way. It, it was a them. really visual thing. Like, I, this guy, the, the music was pretty loud in the room. Um, he was legit. You know how... Mariah Carey-esque. Yeah, yeah, like, doing his hand, like, pretending to, like, go the up and down different the octaves. Yeah. And he would be like, like... <laughs> That was it. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously didn't know the words of the song. Yeah. Like, I didn't know the uh, the song, I think. <laughs> didn't know the beats, didn't know octaves, didn't know... Oh, it was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah. It was, uh, it was great. And oh. then he kept saying that he wanted to go to Mexico, and he would Mexico. say this every probably five minutes we I, had the same conversation so he'd be like oh, do you guys want to go to Mexico and me and Danica would be like Mexico yeah. he's like okay look I'm actually serious do you want to go do you want to go and we're like yeah absolutely and then five minutes later he'd be like oh, you guys are so hot like do you want to go to Mexico you know Mexico. what we should, you know what we should do Mexico Mexico <laughs> it was actually so fun totally made our night he was more than generous <laughs> Oh, God, what else? And then, so we're, like, doing little weird dance moves. Like, he's having a really big blast. You can tell, like, this is just a guy who is somewhat, you know, professional throughout his, you know, work life. And it's just nice to let go. Like, that's the customers that I really enjoy are the ones that just get a little silly. You yeah, know? and you get to provide the safe space for them to just let loose. Yeah. Like, I love that. And we're like, yeah, show us your dance moves, show us your dance moves. He starts dancing. He goes, he goes down onto like the hardwood floor to like do. I I'm guessing break like dancing? a break dance, yeah. sort of like you know when they like um, hold themselves like on their elbows, like yeah, their big yeah, elbow. Yeah. He went to do that. And he just smoked it <laughs> on the ground. What she just tried to say there in between last was that he smoked his head on the ground. <laughs> And I, I had my back turned because I was just in my own world dancing. No, I was, I was just, I was just twirling and dancing and like living my best life. And then I also hear a thud, and the gentleman's on the ground, and you're like, you're look at me with this like, oh no, and I'm like, what happened? Like, what did you do to him? Like, and then we end, we end up like all sitting on the ground and just like having some water. I, he gets up, he's fine. I go grab him some water, and then we're like sitting cross legged in this little circle, like having the same conversation. He's like, I'm in Mexico. I'm, I think I'm a hundred percent drunk. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he was very lovely, and obviously we're laughing about him falling because he was fine. he laughed as well, and yes. he was very much 
fine, you know, no injury. We would never. If it, was, <laughs> it was really fucking funny. <laughs> it was very funny. Obviously, we would never laugh if someone was, you know, actually hurt or too intoxicated or or whatever. Yeah. We obviously take that stuff seriously. I want to put that disclaimer in. But you know, he was like, "Oh, I think I'm a little drunk," and like, you know, like you know, laughed it off, and whatever. We spoke to him. Um, after that, and he was like, this has been such a great night. Yeah. You guys have made my night. And we were like, you had, you made our night, which yeah, is, like, awesome. Yeah, us really and, well, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, yeah. It was very funny, and I was, like, obviously trying not to laugh because I wanted to make sure he was okay Of course, for us. of course. And then um, we laughed after yeah, he was yeah, okay. But the replay in my head is just so funny. Oh, man, I wish I saw it. But it just, I love those wholesome, like, you know, there was, it was really just, can I pay you guys to hang out in this room and just, be weird, dance man. around and be weird and let loose and talk about Mexico and you know like show me the worm and let me yeah. try to do break dancing moves and yeah. yeah it was just it was a lot of fun it it's been a while since I've had a client that that what that was that entertaining and therapeutic kind to and, be around yeah and kind and generous which yeah if only every night could be like that, because then right after that we had a, we saw like a client or a guy at the gig who was like kind of shitty, and we're like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> like you just ruined the night. We were having such a good one. So there's always there's always one asshole in a friend group who kind of like ruins it for everyone, which is unfortunate. But yeah. oh well, they can't all be winners. Clearly, also just in case you guys didn't know, Riley and I are like really fucking hot and so fun, so fun. <laughs> and Danica's just a really good conversationalist. <laughs> These are inside jokes. But um, the gentleman that was in the room with us repeatedly, like, uh, on every five minutes that he wasn't talking about Mexico, he was talking about, you're so hot. Oh, my God, you're so hot. <laughs> and it was a real nice boost to our egos because everyone loves hearing that on repeat. And then there would be moments where he'd be like, you're too fucking hot. Yeah, like, I'm, oh, I'm mad so, about it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry that I'm so hot. Um, and then Riley has had some admirers, as we said. You know, it's really the brow games, really getting them. And, you know, they'll turn to her and be like, you're so hot. And then they'll turn to me and be like, Danica's a really good conversationalist. <laughs> Which, you know what? Honestly, I look on the bright side that it's refreshing to be known for something other than my great looks. <laughs> Honestly, didn't we like two episodes ago talk about uh, compliments and how we want to get something genuine? Yes. Well, now I know I'm really good at talking. The best in the world, actually. Yeah, was quoted. He did tell Riley I was the best conversationalist in the world. Okay. <laughs> and Riley's hot. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I got going for me. No, the other day he mentioned that I have a very very nice boobs and a beautiful face and I will really cherish that hold on to that yeah I will really cherish that from him because he's a tough one to crack for me because <laughs> I'm just good at talking no we joke thank god we have thick skin <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on yeah like we said we've had some wild work times this month has been we've been going non-fucking-stop this month we've been working so much and it's definitely paid off people have been really great I really only think we've had, like, that one shitty guy. I can't think of, like, other guys that have been shitty lately. Not that have stuck around. Like, of course, there's been guys that were exhausting and grabby um, at some parties. Like, the guy who just came up to you and just, like, grabbed your tit out of nowhere after asking him not to grab you. Um, But apart from that, like, nothing really stuck. Like, I feel like... 
everyone has been on the on the seventy five percent good kind of spectrum. Yeah, I honestly, for me, I'd probably say like ninety percent good. Yes, I do remember a man's hand coming out of the darkness to try to like <laughs> grab my breast, and I just remember grabbing his hand and being like, "Don't!" <laughs> like in my like pretty much Darth Vader voice, and then he was like petrified and was like, "Oh, I was like, I've already told you, don't touch me." Like and like, I shouldn't have to get on that level where I'm like, <laughs> my tone is telling you I will kill you if yeah. you try to touch me. But also just like common sense, like you would never go up to anyone and just grab their body. So what makes you think because my boobs are big that you can grab them? Like I don't know. So aside from him and then the other weird guy we had, um, that was like I can't remember what the fuck he said, but he said something fucking stupid, and we were like, "Okay, you're." weird and <laughs> we're done here with this um aside from that yeah it's been a very lucky month very good month not I wouldn't say lucky because we work hard for what we achieve mm-hmm. but we've had some we've we've been lucky in the sense that we've had really good energy come back to us yes yes um which obviously just makes makes the nights for us so yeah we've been um going hard we've been well received which is always nice you know my talk and your looks Really killing it. <laughs> so, moving on. I haven't done this in a little bit now, but you guys know I love you up. So, they ha- always post these questions on their polls, and I've started doing them with my mom now. And it's so funny because a lot of them are obviously very much millennial dating and, like, yeah. online dating. So, I'll be like, Mom, in IRL, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, IRL? I'm like, in real life, Mom. Like, <laughs> get with it. And it's just, it's actually so funny to, like, Doing them with her and, and just very obviously seeing the generational gap. Um, like, the, the, how dating was for her back in the day. Um, you know, they'd, you know, carve a question on a cave wall and hope the woman would come see it. And, you know. <laughs> I'm going to tell your mom you said that. <laughs> Decrepit old head. <laughs> just kidding. My mom was not that old. <laughs> she get there. But anyways, uh, me and her have a lot of fun doing these. But... Um, yeah, so obviously there's not as much of a generational gap between you and I, so I thought we should do some You Up podcast questions. So the first one, met a guy and hit it off right before we started living in different cities. Can it work? Yes, it's possible. No, it's doomed. Um, I think it's doomed. I think it's possible, but it 100% depends on the kind of person they are. If they're a total fuckboy, they're on dating apps, yeah, it's doomed. Here's the pattern that I've seen with, <laughs> with anyone that has just started to hit it off. Um, I feel like you, if you have just started to meet them, you know, you see all the good. Um, they're bringing their, like, A game when they're messaging you. I don't know how you guys, res- like, are in um, correspondence. But it's just so much easier to be good all the time when you have a second to, like, take a break and, like, think about what you're saying and, like, read over a message or, or whatever you're doing. Like, call, only call them when you're in a good mood or whatever it is. And so I think that for the people that I've been infatuated with before, like, moving or before they've moved, um, I've always sort of built up this perfect person based on like the little bits that they've given me and then I've been disappointed when I've seen them again Mm, yeah you romanticize them exactly in their absence right um I obviously like I am not good at these questions because I haven't been in the dating scene I 
you know, I never casually dated people. When me and my partner ran into each other again, um, like, years after moving out of our hometown, he was living out of town, um, and I was still living in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and as soon as we saw each other, we hung out that night and did not stop hanging out with each other, and then when he moved ba- when he went back to his place, um, which is, like, a four-hour drive from here, um, we were already, like, we're together. Like, we're doing this. Do you know what I mean? I've never done the whole, like, I've never done the whole, you know, let's casually date or let's, like, whatever, the people I've been in serious relationships with. It was, like, as soon as we met, like, the next day, we're, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is it. Um, but I think I'm also just very headstrong. And I know what I want. Um, and I think I'm also just very me as soon as you meet me. So, like, this is it. Yeah, but you, like, knew that person and you got to know that person. And also, four hours isn't that far. Like, you can go, you could go visit that person, like, semi-frequently. I'm picturing, like, move city-states type idea. Yeah. And, like, the, the probably the longest time we were away from each other is, like, two or three days. So, like, yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, you not, know, he didn't, yeah. he didn't go move to New York or something. But I I think it can last, but it totally depends on the person. Like, yeah. you know, if they're not big on social, like, I think, like, social media is such, like, a fucking shit thing for a lot of relationships. Um, if he's someone who goes on dating apps a lot or she is, you know, all that stuff. If they're just, like, in general, fuck boy or fuck girl, then, yeah, I think it's doomed. And I think it also depends on, like, your anxiety levels as well. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people couldn't handle that kind of anxiety. And what sort of, like, yeah, how how much of your person you need, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, like, are you chill with them, like, going out and hanging, like, making new girlfriends and, like, going partying with the boys without, like, without you there, obviously. So mm-hmm. I think it depends on, like, your security as a person as well. Definitely. Yeah. So 58% said yes, it's possible. 42% said doomed. Next one. Okay. Is it okay to text a guy a month after he ghosted you? Should she text him? Yes, shoot your shot. No, move on. Shoot your shot. Fuck it. What's, what's this going to happen? He goes to you again? Back to square one. <laughs> uh, I say no, move on. Like, why? To me, not even that the worst is happening. Why the fuck would you want to talk to someone who ghosted you? Like, it just to me, it's like, why are you hoping someone gives you the chance? Like, they already clearly showed they didn't really give a fuck about you. They stopped talking to you. I don't know. I feel like, like, yes, but also if, it, if that's what you need to do to, like, get it out of your system or, like, get closure or make sure, whatever you need to do, it's like, it's a text. Like, fuck it. Yeah. 17% said yes, shoot your shot. 83% said no, move on. Next one. I used to like him and now not so much sure how I feel. Am I able to successfully be a friends with benefits? Could friends with benefits work? Yes, why not? No, too messy. It depends how far you've sort of taken, like, the dating, I guess. Like, are you, you got, you guys have obviously been dating, that's kind of been a conversation that's happening, it's romantic, and now you just, like, want all the benefits with none of the commitment? Like, I don't, yeah. I guess, I guess, like, if, are you guys both okay with that? Does this person really like you and now you're like actually the sex is good so I don't want to lose that but also I don't want to like I also want something better in that department Mm. okay what's your answer yes why not no too messy no too messy um I also would say no too messy I 
just because to me, I don't I just couldn't care less for friends with benefits. Like I, I am such like a love person. I love romance. I love knowing you're my partner. I love going through life with someone. That friends with benefits, like, I don't think it's beneficial for me. Like it would just, well, I don't need your dick that bad. I don't need sex that bad. I want to fuck my partner, his fucking brains out, but I don't want to fuck a random person. So, like for me, it's just a no friends with benefits. Overall, it's a no. Um, but in this sense, maybe, I don't know, I used to like him and now not so much how I feel. I mean, if you have no feelings towards the guy and you just want dick, then yeah, I think it could work. Um, so 27% said yes, why not? 73% said no, too messy. Should I do the what are we talk? We're three plus months into this talking stage. Is it yes, it's time or no, too soon? Yes. Yes, it's time? Yeah. I could, three months? Three months. Like, I don't know. They do this on you up a lot. People will be like, oh, we're six months into hanging out. Should I finally ask him what we are? I was like, you've given this fucker half a year of your life and you still don't even know where you stand with them? Yeah. Like, that's insane to me. I literally have this talk like one week and I'm like, yo, we do this or not? Yeah. Like, what are you looking for? <laughs> yeah. I'm also very old school in the sense if I were to see someone, I would expect to be seeing them and only them and vice versa and give it a real fucking go. And if it doesn't work, okay, cool. I, don't, I personally don't see the joy or see the benefit of seeing 500 people at one time. I just feel like you're not fully committing to seeing where anything could go in that sense. And they're kind of all doomed for failure, but that's just me. So yeah, 100%, I would jump in on that conversation way way before the three-month mark. Um, So 90% said yes, it's time. 10% said no, too soon. What do you think about a guy that shows a lot of effort but doesn't believe in, in quotes, titles? Uh, actions over words or he's full of shit. So he puts in a lot of effort but doesn't want a title for it. It's full of shit. You have some work to do. Yeah, I mean, I love that he's, like, doing the effort, but if... Wh- why are you scared of titles? Yeah. Like, I don't... This is very much, like, new-agey thinking to me. Like, the new, new kids think this. Like, titles, like, I don't... Like, put in a box. I don't need titles. But, like, what what's a title going to hurt you? Why are you so scared to be called someone's boyfriend or girlfriend? I dated a guy in Germany, and he wanted a exclusive, to be exclusively dating me, didn't want to be in a relationship. So he wanted one-sided open relationship. <laughs> he didn't know, he didn't, he didn't know, he wanted exclusive both sides. Okay. He wanted to be in a relationship without the commitment. So what I'm hearing is he secretly wants you to think there's commitment on both ends, but he's going to do what the fuck he wants. Um, I think he was just scared of the word boyfriend and girlfriend, to be honest. People are so weird. He's like, I don't want to date anyone else. I don't want you to date anyone else. I don't want to call you my girlfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah, people are fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we both say he's full of shit. 72% said he's full of shit. 28% said actions over words. Should I tell my best friend I don't think her new boyfriend is a good match? Tell her or be supportive? Um, I think it depends why you don't think that this guy is a good match. Like, uh, at the end of the day, it's up to your friend who they want to date. And if they like this person, then I think that you should be supportive. If he's a complete douchebag, then maybe let her know your feelings. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it kind of depends on why you don't think they're a good match. Um, but also, like... I don't know. It's your best friend. Like, 
I, there's not much as your best friend or my best friend, Riley, that I would be like, oh, should I tell her? Like, I don't think you're going to hate me if I'm like, hey, I don't really like the guy you're seeing. Like, or, hey, I'm happy you're happy. Is he always like this? Or what are you worried about this? Like, you're my best friend. I should be able to be like, I, you know, I share my thoughts on everything with you, whether you want to hear them or not. <laughs> so <laughs> I just can't imagine. I don't think it's really like, that's not really a a safe best friend relationship if you have to kind of safeguard what you're saying. But that's what I mean. is like, why don't you think that they're a good match just because, like, you think that they're different people? Yeah. But I think even if, regardless of why you think they are or aren't, why can't you talk to your friend about it? Like, I would expect my friend to tell me anything. Even if you didn't like the fucking guy's haircut and you're like, hey, I really think his haircut's ugly. I'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> you could be like, hey, I've heard really bad shit about him and X, Y, and Z. Okay, thank you for telling me. Like, I would always want my opinion. Whether I, whether I follow your advice or not is a different mm-hmm. story, but... You know, as a best friend, you should be comfortable enough telling your thoughts on different topics, in my opinion. So I say, fucking tell her. And, like, I also don't... Some of these are a little... Like, they're not... They're kind of, like, one and the same. Like, you can tell her and still be supportive. Yeah. So I mean? So, like, the opposition of, like, tell her or be supportive? I don't really buy into that. But sure, let's say tell her. What do you think? Um, I say be supportive. Unless there's, like, a red flag that you're worried about, what difference does it make to you that you guys have different, that they have different interests? As long as he treats her right, then, like, why do you care? Yeah, so for you it's more so why are you not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. So, you agreed to a first date, but now you're not feeling it. Should I still go? Um, One says, give it a shot or cancel it. Uh, it depends how much notice you're going to give them. Mm. You're going to cancel an hour before because you don't feel like it. Pick your fucking ass up and go. Yeah. That's the least you can do. Yeah, I do. I do believe in respect other people's times and schedules. Um, but if it's, if it's like within the 24 hour, maybe 48 hour, 48 hour window, um, before that, so we're not in the 48 hour window yet. And I, well, I mean, again, like I just would hate casually dating. So I'd probably cancel every fucking casual date, to be honest. Um, so I would say cancel it if, again, it's still respecting their time and schedule. But it's not a casual date. It's a first date, no? Yeah, so casual dating, like meeting people, casually going on first dates, like all that whole thing to me is very unattractive. I don't know, I just think like the idea of doing hair and makeup for someone you've never met before who might be a complete fucking dud, um, I just couldn't like... I just would not, I find that remotely exciting and I understand that single people find that whole thing exciting, the whole song and dance. I'm like, ooh, this could be my Prince Charming, but like, ugh, I would find it exhausting and I would 100% be that person that if I had a first date plan, I'd probably cancel. I would not do it in the 48-hour window though. Yeah, and that's the main thing is like, really, like you didn't figure this out until just before you're going to go and now you've wasted your own time and you've wasted their time. Like, it's, I just think it's disrespectful. 100%. Uh, 33% said cancel it, 67% said give it a shot. Agreed to a first date, but now I'm not... Oh, just repeated that one, sorry. Uh, my boyfriend of 10 months is talking to his ex. Should I be worried? We are in love and moving in together. Yeah, duh, or no, it's no big deal. I think it depends. Okay. I think that if... Ugh, yeah, I think it depends on, like what you mean by talking to like if they've been in your life for like a really long time and it's been a while I don't expect anyone to like lose someone from their life as long as 
boundaries are being respected and like trust and honesty are there. Um, yeah, I think it's, did he tell you they're talking or did you find out about it? Did they just randomly start talking now 10 months in or have they been talking the whole time? Yeah. Like, do you know the person? I think there's a lot of like factors into it. And what do you mean by talking? Like they reached out to see how you were doing because they had like thought about you and they were just like wondering what you're up to now. Yeah. Also like it would be dependent on like, did your boyfriend reach out to her or did she reach out to her boyfriend and he responded? Like all that I think is a part of it. Um... So, yeah, I think it's more so, like, how your relationship is, if it's an issue or not. I mean, I talk to, like, all of my exes still, and some of their girlfriends don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I reached out to my ex four days ago. Oh, that, you know what? That's a lie. I don't talk to one of them because he was a terrible person. No, I don't talk to two, two of, them. of them. I don't <laughs> talk to the one who's in jail, <laughs> and I don't talk... To the one who's engaged because he's just a shit human. And the only person I would talk to that situation is her to tell her to fucking run. <laughs> but yeah, the rest of my exes I talk to and I don't think their girlfriends always know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I think it depends how you're talking to. Like, as I said, I reached out to my ex like four days ago to see um, what they were up to, how, how they've been, how their family is. Because like we were close and like they meant a lot to me in the moment. And, but, you know, it's a, a message here, a message there. It's not like we're messaging all the time. We're not doing, like, big, long phone calls, like, reminiscing about the days. You know, like, I just generally care about them and I wanted to check in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I talked to um, some of their, like, family members and stuff still because, like, obviously I was in their life and, like... Yeah, and you're really close with them. Yeah, so. and you develop relationships with people. I used to stay at their freaking house. You know, like, you just, yeah, you just get close to people um, also you hear all the tea, <laughs> which is always nice to know yeah. how much they dislike new girlfriends and stuff. It's always fun, fun to hear, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this one, would you be worried? Yeah, done. No, it's no big deal. I think most people I think would be worried. Um, but I think it definitely is like bigger, the bigger picture of, you know, how your relationship is and you know, all that. Definitely. Can you teach a guy to be a better kisser? Do bad kissers ever get better? Yes, they do. No, they don't. I think it's uh, really dependent on the willingness to learn. <laughs> 100%. I think you can teach someone to be a good kisser if you literally stop them like, hey, babe, like, can you try kissing like this? Then they put the effort, effort in. But I don't think you just kissing them better is going to make them a better kisser. I think no. you are very like unaware same goes with sex like if you don't oh think God, that this yeah. man is, is stop faking orgasms mm, because yeah. you're doing a disservice to every woman who follows you yeah true 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 and I uh, same with kissing like we need to knock these people down a couple steps um <laughs> because some of them kiss with the confidence that they should not have like a lizard yeah. <laughs> so yes I think bad kissers can get better 67% so they can 33% so they can't mm-hmm. Should I delete pics of my exes off Instagram? Do you delete pics, pics with your ex? Yes or no? I think it depends how lovey they are. You know what I mean? Like, is, is, it, is there a picture of you, like, making out with them? Huh. On picture of us fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is it, like, a picture of you guys together at a place that you really enjoy, you know? Also, how good do you look in the photo? Exactly. And how much better than them do you look? They look better than you in the photo. First of all, we shouldn't have posted it. Why would you post it? 
Um, yeah, 61% said yes, delete the photos. 39% said no. Boyfriend just feels like a best friend. Is passion necessary for a long-lasting relationship? Question, is lack of passion a deal breaker? Yes or no? Uh, that depends on what you need in a relationship. I think that there's a lot of people that have, first of all, there's a, there's a community out there that have platonic life partners, mm-hmm. um, which there's not even a sexual element to that. Um, and I'm sure there's like other people out there who, you know, love that their best friend, like they're in a relationship with their best friend. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's a deal breaker. I think it depends what you need in a relationship. If you need passion, then yeah, probably it's a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I agree with what your needs are. A lot of people like, let's be honest, a lot of people shack up because they want a roof over their head and they want dual income. Let's be honest. That's a huge part of why people fucking stay. That's a huge part of why people have kids with people. I think that goes kind of to our, like our animalistic needs for, um, protection and security. And, you know, we're going to actually unpack all that when we discuss, uh, uh, an upcoming book called The Chemistry Between Us and kind of why relationships last and why people get into relationships. But I do agree with you. But 73% said yes, passion, a lack of passion is a deal breaker. 27% said no. Last one here. I hooked up with a friend once a year ago. Is dating a friend of his off limits? Yes, off limits. No, who cares? So you hooked up with a friend once a year ago. Is dating a friend of his off limits? No. And that's dependent. I think that's dependent. It's not your fault. Like, it's not your problem. You don't have to worry about that friendship. To navigate that friendship. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. If they have a problem with it, then it's on the friend to sort that out. 100%. Uh, 7% said off limits. 93% said who cares. All right. Am I an asshole? People are loving this this part of the show, so we're going to keep doing it. Yes. First, we're going to talk about the ones from episode 86. So the first one was about... Am I the asshole for wearing stripper heels to a wedding? And you might maybe just go over that for me to remind them what it was about because you have a better memory. <laughs> um, yes. So a self-proclaimed sort of tomboy uh, didn't have another pair of heels. I uh, used to work as a stripper back in the day. So uh, the pair of heels that they wore to work um, is the only heels in their closet They were going to a friend's wedding um, who they were just a guest at. So they wore those shoes. The groom came up to them uh, and kind of ripped her a new one saying that she was trying to upstage the bride and how dare she wear those shoes. And I posted a picture or we got a picture posted on Instagram. They're not even like they're not pleasers. They're not obvious stripper shoes. Yeah. Um, when we first put the episode, I put the photo, but with the, with this question, when I posted, I didn't put the photo, um, because I kind of want to just be like, even if they were stripper heels, how do people think about it? Uh, 14% said, yes, she's an asshole for wearing stripper heels to a wedding. 86% said, no, she's not an asshole. And then obviously I opened up to you guys to write in and people said, it's just toned up. And if she can't wear regular heels, heels, wear nice flats. One person said, she says simple black heels, but the groom calls them stripper heels. I'm confused. If they were just black fashion stilettos, he can fuck off. But if he did wear, if she did wear pleasers, then I think she's a bit out of line. 
Another one said, as a stripper who is getting married soon, even I would be annoyed if any of my guests showed up in stripper heels. And it's, it's an attention grabber and definitely takes attention from the bride. Another one said, personal opinion, stripper heels are for the strip club or sex work in general, not a fucking wedding. They make, in quotes, wedding shoes for a reason and they make pleasers for another. And on the opposite scale of that, she goes, she's not an asshole here because we're talking about six inch heels. They sell six inch heels, one inch plateaus at Steve Madden. It's not a big deal. Get a life. If she showed up in seven to eight inch, I'd understand. What I want to know is why the groom knew they were stripper heels though. <laughs> Especially because they weren't. If you So the directions that they gave to find the heels that she wore was you type in decorative heels on Google and they are the first or second picture. It's a pink and a gray heel and it has sort of a vine coming up the back. Mm-hmm. So I would... Not in a million years, we had to wear those to work, first of all. And second of all, um, I think that they would look very cute at a wedding. Like, Yeah, I agree. The next one here is says, No, he's the asshole and he's insecure as fuck and has something, and something to ask the friend because she danced. He probably tells his wife, I don't want you hanging out with her since she strips. But in all reality, a dancer must have broke his heart. The last one says, I think she probably looked out of place with a lilac two-piece and black heels, but no problem with the height of them, which is what we said yes. is a real crime here, is matching black heels with a lilac dress. Ma'am, go nude. Go clear. Go white. Yeah. Not a black outfit. All right. Am I the asshole for not telling my boyfriend about strippers being at the bachelorette party? Riley... Take it away. Do a little recap of what this one was oh about. Oh, God. Okay. Um, bachelor uh, partners, a couple were at um, going to a wedding, male and female, both invited to the bachelor and um, bachelorette parties, um, respectively. Uh, they were happening on the same weekend. The female partner sat down with the male partner and was like, listen, I'm really uncomfortable. Please don't go to a strip club. Um, if you need to sit at a bar with the other people or whatever... Do what you need to do. Please do not go to the strip club. Guy was reluctant, but agreed. Come the bachelorette party, she she wasn't organized. Uh, she wasn't in the organization of it. Um, they were at a hotel suite partying. They had male strippers come to the uh, hotel room. She said that they made her stay, so she didn't even go down to like the hotel bar. Nothing. Um, they she didn't even put herself in a room. Nothing. Um, and then didn't tell her partner. Uh, he found out at the wedding. That was a great recap. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I stand by this asshole. It's the lion. <laughs> I stand by the asshole. <laughs> All right, so 82% said yes, she's an asshole. 18% said no. And the written in responses were it's problematic to say that you don't want to shame scri- skippers, she calls them strippers. But that our workplace is dirty. You know what else is dirty? Police stations, fast food establishments, being a garbage man, etc. But work is work. This is an awkward one. Next one's wrote in. This is an awkward one for sure. She didn't want him to go, which I can understand just from how a lot of bachelor groups act at the club. Her friends hiring a guy for a show is different. Maybe her friends should have just done that too. Sorry, maybe his friends should have just done that too. That's so different from being at the club and doing private dances. Um, the only thing I add on to that is a lot of times you can still get private dances when someone comes and does a private show, in my experience. So, you know, that might change her answer there. Next one. People aren't property for others to decide where they go. The anti-stripper rhetoric and uncomfortability 
seems like a problem the girlfriend needs to address. Dancers are entertainers, and if they and if they were going to make it known the boyfriend, in quotes, couldn't go to the club with the rest of the party, she should have come clean about the male dancers. And I think we both agree with that one. And last one here, laugh my ass off, fuck her, in quotes, strip clubs are gross. Just say you're insecure about your relationship and go. <laughs> yeah. And the last one here, am I the asshole for outing the guy I'm dating about his stripper past to my friends? And do you want to give a quick recap on, on this one? Um, yes, the guy who is open about his past work as a stripper, um, is his pictures are still on the old stripper site um, Instagram or something, whatever it is. Um, they, the girl and the girl, her girlfriends were having a little giggle fest about it, went to uh, find the old photos and tagged his uh, real Instagram and... Commented his real name. Commented that. his real name or some shit. Yeah, like fucking psychos. Anyways, 88% said yes, she's an asshole. 12% said no. And the comments about it were, why the fuck would you out your partner? Yeah, that's pretty much the response we had to. Um, next one, I don't think she's an asshole for telling her friends if it was never a secret. However, I do think the friend that posted the comment is an asshole. The next one, she doxed her own boyfriend because she thought it was funny with like an unimpressed face. Next one, huge fucking violation of his agency and safety. Fuck that bitch, to be honest, especially now that she's gaslighting him as if he shouldn't care. She's committed to misunderstanding and minimizing his experience. The next one here, she's not an asshole for telling her mates, but she's an asshole for not stopping them from putting his personal information on the post. Next person writing in, you never expose someone's real name without their consent when they're a sex worker. First rule, lol, wow. The next one here, Doxing is illegal, and that information could be used against them in the future one day because the first directly links name to being a dancer. Yes, she's an asshole because even though there are public photos, it's still, in quotes, not him, and tagging him is so disrespectful. I've had guys who have never known my real name find my information and even a stalker. I would never want someone to tag me on something like that, even though they are photos of me in clubs or agency pages. It's up to him to share that information, even if it's, in quotes, public. And the last one here, in quotes, I think his past is hilarious, tells me all I fucking need to know. Which is very true. Mm -hmm. We agree with you guys. She's a fucking goof. You shouldn't dox your own fucking boyfriend or your own partner or a friend or anyone you remotely care about or anyone at all. And um, yeah, her, the way she wrote this, you can tell she's a very anti-sex worker type person. Um, I think you should dump her like we said before. But we have some new MIB assholes for this week. Riley, yes. take it away. <clears throat> to, the, to the salon. To the salon. <laughs> okay, well, uh, there are some long ones here, so I'm going to do a, a, a long one, a short one, and then a long one again. <laughs> Am I the asshole for sticking by my husband and not going to my daughter's wedding? Ooh, juicy. Background information. We live in a very conservative conservative city. Social circles are close-knit, and my husband's work is very much relationship-based. So I, 39 female, bisexual... Oh, so my, 39 female, bisexual 21-year-old daughter, started dating a high school classmate, another girl, when they were both 18. They got engaged two years later. Problem is, her fiancé is a stripper and anybody who has seen her Instagram would know it. 
And now my daughter's publicly tagged all over her stripper's stripper fiance's Instagram. I don't care if a woman decides to be strippers or if they or if anybody else dates strippers. However, my husband, Seveny, her stepfather, is a partner at a law firm and many of his clients are very conservative. My ex-husband, 50, who is also my daughter's father, is also mad because of the possible implications because of his medical practice um, is built on long-standing relationships. And because saving for her college fund was up to my ex-husband, he ended up rescinding the money before, before my daughter, who was taking a gap year, could go. Okay, so he had a college fund, he took it back. He took back the money. I don't think he's talked to her or sent her money since. He even unfollowed her on social media. My husband says that already he heard comments about how my daughter was dating essentially a kept woman and asked that I distance myself from her. I asked my daughter to reconsider her engagement since her girlfriend slash fiance has had a lot of family problems, but she refuses. My husband is the only one who works in our current family. Oh, the irony. <laughs> I a kept woman. Know. Um, as I left college to raise my daughter. He's also thinking of retiring soon and doesn't want his last year's a senior partner to be mirrored by his conservative clients judging him for supporting this relationship. My daughter sent out a last-minute invite to her wedding because, and asked if I could come. However, because she's been posting about it all on social media, I was sure it was going to be a pretty big thing that could be the focus of our close-knit social scene. My husband said he's against me going, and I finally decided not to go. They got married last weekend, and now my daughter has written me a two-page letter um, saying how much she hates me. Am I the asshole? I feel like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place, but I felt it would be self- selfish if I didn't think about my husband and what, his, and what the social consequences are for him. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, you a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but the only thing that confuses me... The ex taking back the money with that. No, my daughter sent out a last-minute invite to her wedding and asked if I could come. What's confusing So about? was the wedding last-minute, or did you not think to invite your mom to La- last-minute? It sounds like a last-minute invite. It sounded like... Well, I mean, given what their family is yeah. like... Um, she probably thought on it for quite a while and before the wedding was like, fuck, I do want my mom there and like yeah. sent her a last minute invite. Yeah. That's why I would take mm-hmm. from that. But sorry, is the lawyer stepdad the one who took the money back? No, that's the bio dad. Okay. So her bio dad's a goof. Her stepdad's a goof. Her mom's a goof. Yeah. Just to clarify. Okay. A lot of goofs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck them all. Yeah. Someone, just because someone is your blood relative does not mean that they're good for you and it does not mean that they... You're, you owe them a place in your life. And people really need to acknowledge that. That just because someone's blood relative does not mean you owe them fuck all. People can be blood relatives and be really bad for you to have in your life. So if someone is that shitty, like, you're not doing anything wrong because you're bisexual. You're not doing anything wrong because she's a stripper. Like, yeah. if you were, you know, you went and, like, done a mass murder spree and your family was like, I don't support you. Yeah, like, okay. Like, I get that. But the fact that, like... She is a kept woman as the woman who writes it is a kept woman. Like, the fucking irony. It blows my mind, but go on. Yeah. No, I agree. 
You looked pensive there when I said something about blood family. Oh, no, I was just like, because you were saying like, oh, just because someone's your blood. I'm like, but I would argue that like your husband asking you to distance yourself from your daughter is fucked. Oh, a hundred. That's, yeah. I think that's a totally different argument. But yeah, a hundred percent. Like, um, also like. Like blood should mean something unless the person is. Oh, completely blood shit. means something unless they're like my entire argument about the meaning of blood is solely if they are bad for your mental health, if they are bad to you, blood is not a reason to keep someone around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, not that blood means nothing and everyone should like be more important than your family. No, not at all. Given your family is not bad for you. Um, I think a lot of times people will keep really toxic people in their life because they are their parents, because they are, you know, their cousin, because they are whatever. And being blood relatives does not give you just this free for all to be a terrible people person to this per, per, a terrible person to this person and think you can get away with it because you're family and they're stuck with you. Um, I personally would cut my parents off if they were like that. As much as I love them, um, I can't foresee my parents being that terrible. But if they ever were, I've had, I've cut off other people in my life. Um, that were my family because they did terrible things or they said terrible things or their views were terrible. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to have you in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we came out of the, you know, the vagina I came out of and the vagina you came out of made us family. Um, you're still a goof and I don't want association with you. Um, but yeah, yours, your husband, your stepdad is a fucking loser that he even puts you in that position. Um, I think you really chose which was more important, you know, your stepdaughter or your career and your alleged reputation. Yeah. And you chose your career, which I think is very telling of the kind of person you are. Yeah. Uh, it was voted, uh, you're the asshole. Yeah. Good. She is. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also that, uh, sorry, a stripper bisexual wedding was probably fucking a hoot and a, a hoot and a holler. And it was probably so much better with you, not you being there and you miss the fuck out. So mm-hmm. go with your kept woman ass, go see your lawyer fucking husband. Yeah. Clown. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like, so did I... up. One, there's nothing wrong with being a kept woman. Um, you know, I, I would never talk badly about that. God knows. Um, but who the fuck are you as a kept woman to shame other alleged kept women? And how is she a kept woman? She's a fucking working girl. She's a stripper. Um, yeah, I'm just rereading that part. I'm sure they look at her as a kept woman because men are paying her. But hey, everyone with a job is probably getting paid by most often a man. So everyone working as a kept person. Yeah. Or yeah, she's, a, she's working as a stripper. Like. Yeah, she's working. You literally have a lawyer sugar daddy husband who takes care of you. Yeah. Like, anyways. Like, so should the lawyer be shamed because he's dating a kipped woman? Yeah. Like. Ugh. The, yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Next one. And I think this is uh, fun because we did the, you know, revealing my significant other's identity. Identity. Yeah. So, speaking of which. Okay. Am I the asshole? Yes. For revealing that my sister was a stripper. I know. But. I, yes. <laughs> Let me start by saying this. Everyone in my family knows that my sister was a stripper. No one cares. She used it to pay for college. Nobody in my family can afford to help us go to college. I, 19 female, was having dinner with my parents, my sister, 24 female, and her fiance. The topic of dating came up and my mom was talking about my current boyfriend. My sister did that fake clutch my pearls kind of motion and was like, another boyfriend? You sure get around, don't you? And everyone started laughing. Ew. 
Okay. I dated like three or four guys this year. I'm, I'm in college. Most of these flings weren't serious and I didn't think it was a big deal. My sister then starts going on about how, uh, going on master keys and faulty locks. Um, as if she has some high moral ground to me. She has been on a, this born again Christian shtick since she met her fiance. Fiance, he's super conservative. While she was lecturing me, I made the point that she dated many, many more men when she was a stripper. She did. Then I asked her if she got her lock fixed. Lock? Yeah, so I guess, so it says here, my sister then starts going on about master keys and faulty locks. Like, there's only one lock per key. It's like a, I think it's analogy. like a Christian, yeah, analogy for like. Mm, yeah, like almost like a chastity belt. Exactly. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like, exactly, it's, yeah. like it's a key to unlock your beautiful chastity belt and your yeah, beautiful flower. Yeah, exactly. Like, only one really, like, should fit in there. Yeah, whatever. oh, God, okay, yeah. Um, and so she goes back and says, uh, makes a. Um, remark about how when she was a stripper she dated a dirty whore stripper you fucked all the men dated a lot of people and asked if got if she got her lock fixed <laughs> that's it is I mean it's, that it's is funny, funny. The, the, the fixed lock yeah. I, I give it to you that was a funny joke you know that's funny it's a good joke yeah. but you know like, like a TikTok <laughs> you gotta stop anyway <laughs> yeah Go um, her fiance just kind of stared at her and was like you were a stripper he was shocked. He got up from Oh, that would be such an awkward pin drop. I like, know. Cricket, cricket. You are a stripper. <laughs> he got up from dinner and they proceeded to argue outside. My mom immediately started yelling at me for telling my sister's business. I, she couldn't believe that I would be so vindictive. I said that I didn't know that the man she was about to marry was unaware that she used to be a stripper. She went on a talk show about how she... Uh, she went on... She went on a talk show. She went on a talk about how I knew he was conservative and he comes from a good family. So I just ruined this good opportunity for my sister. They have called off the wedding. Oh my God. Ah! Yes, I, so I know. I'm not guess sure. Her, guess her lock wasn't fixed. <laughs> I'm not sure if they are working it out or if she will be moving back in with my parents and I soon. I just want to know from an outside perspective if I was really the asshole here. Wow. A lot of people are getting uninvited to these weddings. <laughs> I know. Um, ooh, okay. So. so that's why I was like kind of interested in reading it because it, it's, it's totally different from the other one. I think you and your sister are both cunts um, and your mom's a cunt and the fucking, you know, fiance's a cunt. Y'all deserve each other. Um, uh, your sister's a fucking bitch for commenting on your sex life and, and pretty much calling you a whore. Uh, none of her fucking business. Um, and you're kind of a cunt for mentioning the stripper thing. Like, even even if even if they knew she was a stripper, that's beside the point. Why bring up being a stripper and fucking around with people? Stripping is not fucking for money. Those are two different things. They have no association. So, really, you're shaming her for being a stripper was the point of saying that. So, fuck you for shaming people for being sex workers and for being strippers. Um... So I think you're an asshole for that. For sh- I think you're an asshole for shaming someone for being a stripper and associating it with being easy. Yeah. I mean, it was voted not the asshole, but I completely agree with you. I completely agree that those two and things did not have to go hand in hand. You could have just, you know, taken a dig back at um, 
back at the fact that like she used to sleep around as well. You didn't have to throw Stripper into it. Like if that's where this conversation was going. Yeah, it was kind of like a why was that weird addition? Yeah, you know. And also, she's an asshole for having a partner and not telling him about like. Hmm. Ah, uh, see, this is the this is the this is the kicker. I'm big on being like you don't owe someone your past, but also if you're keeping something about your past because you're trying to trap someone, if you know they wouldn't love me if they knew my past, so I can't tell them this. Then I think that's problematic, and that's probably someone you should not have a future with. Also, I think it becomes I think it becomes problematic when you are keeping secrets that are secrets from people that are important to you but they're kind of well-known secrets, I would not be able to sit in that anxiety of knowing that someone could always, in quotes, out me or blackmail me or things like that. Like, so I think that that's a whole other topic, and I know that's not what we're talking about here, but I think your sister's, you know, she's playing with fire. Yeah, if everyone in her family knew that she used to do this as a job, like all her friends knew, whatever yeah, it, it like is, she was quite and you're, like, it. sheltering him from that fact. It's going to come out eventually, I'm yeah. sure. You were just hoping to get that ring on your finger first. Exactly. And burn the prenup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know me, I've always wanted to side with the stripper, but I think for this one, um, they're Everybody's both assholes. Yeah. Everyone, the whole asshole family. <laughs> All right. We will do a small one. Okay. This is also a large one. So, uh, I will save this for next time. Okay. Am I the asshole for offering a stripper a job? Ew, don't employ the horse. <laughs> <laughs> My friend dragged me out to a strip club because I've never been to one. Ugh, I hate when adults talk like that. No oh, one dragged no. you. You were a fully consenting adult. And if they really did take you by the arm and physically drag you somewhere, then there's an issue with the friendships you hold. Yeah. Like, um, They rented me a private booth with a stripper for one hour, and she started giving me a lap dance. She could tell I was uncomfortable I felt terrible that a single mom had to work as a stripper and I've been looking for a new personal assistant so I told her she could have the job she got offended and left the booth my friends agreed that she was being a bitch but am I the asshole hmm I think I think a lot of like am I the asshole am I not the asshole is intention Mm-hmm. So I think your intention was good that the way you perceived however she spoke to you was that, like, she was unhappy there. Like, the way you're saying is, like, she talked to you about being a single mom and how hard it is and all that. Am I misunderstanding? I think so. Because the way I'm seeing it right now is she came into the sit with him and she's like, oh, like, this job's so hard for me. I'm a single mom. And then he was like, oh, I have another job opportunity if you need a different job. That is not how I read it at all. Okay. Read it again. Um, that, that part. So... I asked about her life, and she mentioned her young daughter. Okay, sorry. I thought she kind of was like, you know, it's hard being a stripper when you have a young kid. And he was like, oh, oh well, here's another job opportunity. Yeah, then, well, then I think he would have been like, you know, she was complaining about her job. Oh, yeah, she, sorry. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I heard it wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, then I, I think. I felt terrible that a single mom had to work as, had had to to work work as, as a stripper. I see, like survival as Yeah, Yes, that is problematic. Yeah, you're an asshole because yeah. she didn't ask for your help and it comes across like you think 
she's a charity case and you think no one would choose this job and it's a disgusting job and you're looking down on her. So yeah, I think you're an asshole. Exactly. I think you're right with intention, but the way I, I'm reading it is like, it didn't come across like either she was, um, felt like she could never leave this job or felt like, um, you know, she was over it and wanted a new direction. Um, and it also doesn't come from the attention of her being a really great uh, conversationalist, communicator, whatever it is. It can only be one. And I'm the best in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, like, it didn't come from a point of, like, wow, you have some really great qualities that I'm looking for in this job. Is that something you'd be interested in? No, it's Captain Saber. It's a, it's a pity. It's a pity yeah. job offer. So, yes. The last one of today, you are an asshole. Yeah. And that wraps up... Um, Another rendition of why so many people are assholes. Why are there so many assholes in the world? All right, Almost before like we let you go, about one for every person. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, okay, so we again, as always, do not have time to get to listener questions. I'm sorry, we but just there are just two. <laughs> but keep writing us because it's nice to hear from you. Uh, we can. We're just going to throw in two uh, responses we got from listeners that were yes. um, in regards to past recent episodes so the first one it says in regards to episode 86 f boy island review <laughs> i didn't watch the show but i watched another one with awful necklaces i think it's the mic for each person no that's pretty fucking brilliant as it is though no no it can't be let's have a little quick goog let's do the googs Fuck Need a little sound boy for oh, sorry f boy island necklaces <laughs> Okay. And we're back, yes. post, post Google. Uh, so uh, the listener, I think, was correct, according to Google, both X on the Beach and The Bachelor Island have necklace microphones, so that could very much be what they were. See, we have very smart listeners. Yes, but they got to work on the design of that. It was, it was god-awful. It was rough, yeah. for sure. And our second response we're going to share with you this week before we close out... Yes. Riley's going to do some more reading this episode. <laughs> really challenging. Yeah, though. exactly. I uh, I will also be doing bedtime stories every night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so this is in regards to the balloon fetish that we talked about in Megan Ixim's, um episode. She was saying that she came across a guy who wanted, um, his fetish was having balloons popped. Yeah, so that was episode 87, so last week's episode. Yes, so I received a message from Mistress Alana, who was on episode 16 back in the first season. Ooh, a from, throwback. Yeah, from Blue Crush to Crushing Balls, and has been... It's very good. Yeah. That's a great title, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Go me. Thank you. Um, and she has been answering our dominatrix questions behind the scenes um, from them on... She goes by Mistress Alana on Instagram. So this is what she has to say. Hi, lovely. Just heard your latest episode. I've worked with several people with a balloon fetish. It us- it's usually coming from a childhood fear. One of my clients who was into it said, I s- said it started when he was at a birthday party as a little boy and there was this little girl that he liked. Balloons popped and he was terrified and embarrassed about it. Long story short, lots of wiring happens in the brain around the age, around the age and some wires got crossed and now balloon popping is associated with arousal for him. As you know, most wiring for fetishes happen around a really young age, usually stemming from a humiliating or scary experience, and the brain, in in working its defense mechanism to protect you, turns it into a turn-on. It's much more complicated than that, of course, and there's also other reasons, but 
in the context of balloons, that's what makes the most sense. So thank you very much for writing that in. Um, and we have heard similar things about uh, the smothering, which we talked about when we were discussing the scarlet letter, scarlet letters. Yes. Um, about how a guy uh, got into a smothering fetish because um, someone sat on him at a, at a playground uh, when he was younger, a girl that he liked sat on him and he couldn't breathe properly and it, it turned into a bit of a fetish for him. Yeah. And also the book we're going to be yeah. reviewing, episode 90, um, The Chemistry Between Us, does talk a bit about fetish development and, and how preference, sexual preferences come about. So um, super interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Mr. Solana is, you know, hitting it on the nail there with how things come about. I think obviously there's always outliers, Um, But I think we do see a trend where fetishes develop from early childhood um, situations and experiences. I find all that extremely fascinating. Those, you know, those who know me know um, my past in psychology and sexual psychology is um, very much my forte. So I I love all that, those juicy details. So thank you very much, Mistress Atlanta, for writing in. She's awesome. Definitely go check her out on Instagram. Uh, She's fabulous. And if you haven't already listened to her episode, episode 16, um, from the first season, F D plus a tip was was a good one with that really really amazing title. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, I believe she's also on OnlyFans, so go support her there. Yes, definitely. And with that, my dears, we are coming to a close. Next week we have organ dancer Cat Hollis, so that's going to be a really good one. That's episode eighty nine, so definitely look out for that next week. Riley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at underscore Riley Divine. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, make sure to go check out the Instagram because we're constantly posting the uh, poll questions for on our story Instagram for we're going to be having the tip one come up and we're going to have, as always, the Am I the Asshole so you guys can write in and tell us what you think of the Am I the Asshole scenarios. I know you guys are really enjoying that and we love listening to your explanations and seeing how you guys vote so definitely get down on Instagram and check that out. Yes. Also, if you have your own Am I the Assholes, please write them in to me. Um, I am slowly but surely running out of ones on Reddit. Uh, some of them are just too damn obvious. People uh, know that they are, they are the asshole and they just want validation that maybe not everyone thinks that they're the asshole. So there are some really ridiculous ones from, I mean, a stripper's point of view for sure. So if you have your own or think someone has their own, or found one that maybe I haven't, please send them along. Yes. Tell us all the things. (laughs) And as always, have a wonderful week. And happy whoring. Bye. Bye. Bye.